rock and roll. <laughs> What's up, everybody? This is the Unrefined Podcast with the hostess with the mostess, Colby Allen. So I, I teased this for a while. Last couple months, I've been talking about doing a kind of an all-inclusive, more broader spectrum podcast. And what I mean by that is I tried the sports podcast, tried the outdoors theme podcast, and I alienated a lot of listeners. And I understand that. I had people tell me that, so I appreciate the constructive criticism from friends, family, and others. And so now I've launched this more – It's there's no limit to what we won't talk about. I guess that makes sense. I think I just contradicted myself, but whatever. So I posted last week that I had been tossing around the idea of this and said that whoever came up with the name would be the first guest. Well, contrary to a lot of popular belief that um, the the system was rigged, uh, my wife won the competition. So she named the podcast Unrefined because I'm going to pride myself on this podcast being unedited, uncut, just 100% real. Because there's a lot of podcasts out there that I listen to. They're edited. And this right here just shows you the real me. It's just raw talk. And so I said that the person that named the podcast was going to be my first guest. So without further ado, my lovely wife, Ashley, is on the podcast. So say something. You know, introduce yourself to everybody. Hey, I'm Ashley. I'm Colby's wife. That's pretty much it. <laughs> <laughs> uh, nah, I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. That's not all she does. You know, this is the 21st century. Women are a lot more than just a piece of property. <laughs> um, so, yeah, this thing, um, so unrefined has multiple meanings. So there's a meaning of saying, okay, this is an uncut, unedited, single-track podcast where we're recording from start to finish, no breaks, no nothing. Also... I'm a big bourbon whiskey guy, so anybody that comes on the show, if you're also a bourbon whiskey person, we will be sampling some fine bourbon and whiskey while you're on the show with me. Today, I'm actually got, I'm bouncing back between two, so I've got my, one of my favorites, Crown Apple and Sprite. It's a very good mixture. If you haven't tried it yet, very good. And also, Rough Rider Bourbon, I got a bottle of it. Rough Rider won a lot of awards in 2020, and so I've yet to try it, and it is a phenomenal bourbon, if you were wondering. And my wife is sticking with the classic mimosa, so tell us a little bit about your mixture there. Oh, well, I'm on number three already, so it's pretty good, but I just have the cheap Andre, Andre? I'm not sure how to pronounce it. I think Andre. Champagne, ah. and some nice... OJ and I like to fancy it up a little bit and put some raspberries in it. Once you get to the very end, you get to to eat the raspberries. That's pretty good. OJ, the juice. Yeah. The juice is loose. Well, my wife likes to talk. A lot of you that know her that are going to listen to the show, she likes to talk. I like to talk more than her. I think she'll testify to that. Mm. But you um, get some mimosas in her. She really will come talking. And I will say. I have to throw in a little disclaimer right now. If you get offended really easily, <laughs> this is not the podcast for you. We're not exact. We're not mean people. We're not bad people. We're just very set in our ways, and we're not exactly 
politically correct at times. So we have our take on things, but we respect everybody's opinions here on this show. That's the freedoms that you've been awarded as an American is that I can have an opinion on something and you can think totally different than I do. I can think you're a moron, but it's your right to be a moron in America. So there's been our ancestors have fought and died for the right for you to be a moron. So we'll stick to that. So we'll jump right in. So a lot of things have happened over the last few weeks. We've had a administration change in the White House. Joe Biden has given us many, many, many things that we can analyze and we can make fun of. So, um, you know, we, uh, we had to listen for four years to one specific side, make fun of the other side without any mercy. So I think it's, uh, I think it's, uh, I think it's fair to do the same with the other side and full disclosure, I do not associate with a conservatives or liberals. I'm a libertarian. So we'll get that out of the way. And I think my wife kind of is of the same mind as me. So I'm a constitutionalist. So that's a better term for it than libertarian. I think, well, I'd say you could say constitutional libertarian. Once you put a label on it, it's almost like you have to abide by everything in that party. So it's better to just say that you're, you abide by the constitution or, you know, yeah, I mean, patriotic, like you believe in America and what America stands for and what we were founded on. That's kind of the whole the whole basis of the Libertarian Party for anybody listening out there that doesn't know. I've even had people before, like I think I mentioned it around my grandparents one time and they said, because for anybody that knows, my family is very conservative and um, we're sitting around a dinner table one time and I made, I said something like, well, I'm, I identify as a Libertarian and my grandfather, who's been a Baptist minister for over 50 years, he said, a what? <laughs> he thought he thought I said liberal. And I was like, I had to, I just say, whoa, 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 no, 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 no. That's, <laughs> I didn't say that. I said libertarian. And I had to explain to him what libertarianism was. And um, it's basically a belief in individual rights and freedoms that are guaranteed to us through the Constitution. So I believe in... You know, First Amendment, right to free speech. I believe in the Second Amendment, the right to bear arms. You just go down the list, and that's what a libertarian stands for. We don't believe in amending our basic rights. Now, people get confused because, no, I don't believe that. I believe that minorities should have the right to vote. I believe that women should have the right to vote. So we're not talking about that kind of amendment to the Constitution. But as far as our basic principles and rights... As far as freedom of speech and freedom of, you know, our right to bear arms. I tell people all the time, you don't want to get into a gun debate with me. You don't want to get into a gun debate with a libertarian. Because me, I believe if I have the funds to go out and buy a fully automatic 50 cal, I should be able to do so. That's just the way I feel about it. And if you disagree, I'm sorry. We'll talk about it. Come on the show. We'll debate it. That's fine. But the right of the people to keep and bear arms shall not be infringed was written back in the 1700s. That meant that the, the constituency was on a level playing field with the government. I believe that it should be somewhat the same today. So the more that the government tries to limit and say, you can't have assault weapons, you can't have this, you can't have that, 
you're infringing on our very rights. And my wife can vouch for me. She hears this all the time. She probably gets hired. She probably gets tired of hearing me talk about gun laws. Yeah, but I was always kind of, I mean, I was, I've always been for guns too. I mean, I grew up, my dad has guns, you know, he collects guns just like, you know, you and your dad. So, you know, that's always been a thing that I've definitely thought was important. But when you put it in perspective like that a few months ago, when you're talking about the level playing field, it's definitely not level. So for you to even start backtracking now and start trying to take things away from us that we already have, I mean, I don't know how people aren't seeing what's going on. Yeah. And I always said that the, the gun control issue would be gradual. It would not be, you know, not like overnight. right now we have a Democratic Congress and we have a Democrat in the White House. So I always said I didn't think that it would be something like immediate, like Joe Biden's going to come in and sign an executive order and say, I'm going to ban what they call assault rifles don't even get me started. I'll fill up a whole show on that debate because an AR-15 is not an assault rifle. And if you think the AR stands for assault rifle, you don't need to be listening to this show. Your your uh, mental capacity is just not there. to. So you might as well go ahead and jump over somewhere else. But, so I always said they're going to gradually just get their foot in the door. So they're going to say, like right now, House bill, um, or there's a proposal right now on the House I think it's 127, and right now they're talking about, you know, limiting what Joe Biden calls high-capacity magazines, which is anything over 10 rounds, and I felt that, you know, you would see a tax on ammo, you would see a tax on high-capacity magazines, and then they would gradually just kind of, it's almost like if there's an, if there's someone that you don't want to come inside your home, I'm not saying an intruder, but like, you know, say you're, you know, say you're behind the door and you're inappropriate, you know, you're naked or something, and you don't want to let somebody in the door and they're trying to inch their way in, they're going to stick their foot in first and they're going to put their shoulder into it. And they're going to push it open a little further. And then eventually they're going to be in the door, you know, and that's the way I feel like the liberals are going to manage this whole gun control situation. And we hope to God that the legislation gets tied up in time for us to regain when I say us, I mean people that think of the same mind I do that our gun rights shouldn't be infringed. I feel like that, you know, hope to God we get people in there in the next two to four years that think the same way I do. They don't have to be libertarian. They can be conservatives. But as a libertarian, I vote principle. And I think a lot of people should do the same. Yeah. I mean, it's it's sad that we still in America have people that will look at a ballot and see a D next to someone's name and check the box just because, oh, oh, Joe Biden's a Democrat. Yeah. You know. Yeah, people don't research the candidate. And I've been guilty of that in the past. I mean, I didn't really, it wasn't until about, you know, maybe two or three years ago that I really started thinking about politics and how it affects me and affects our country. And so I've really started doing a lot more research here lately and seeing how important it is to be involved and know what's going on and to know your rights and know what you can and can't do in this country and what you can get away with and what you can't. Um, but I still don't really see how as Americans, how gun, anything with guns and being able to have a gun and obtain a, obtain a gun. I don't really know why that's an issue. That, yeah. That's one of our most basic rights, you know, and even right now I'm trying to get a weapons, weapons carry permit. Um, something I should have done a long time ago, but you know, 
definitely trying to do it now. And, you know, it almost seems like they're making it so hard for me to get one. I've had to make an appointment and go in, you know, and I had to wait, you know, what, what is it, a month and a half? Yeah, to they're even, about. To even go in for an appointment to drop off my paperwork. Um, you know, so I call up there to make an appointment. You know, the person who answered the phone, of course, was, you know, lovely. <laughs> Very Government fun employees. to interact with. And, um, she, you know, she asked me about five times if, you know, my current address that's on my driver's license is my, is that your current address? Is that your permanent address? Are you sure that you want to do this? And I said, yes. I, I, you know, almost like she's trying to change my mind. And, you know, maybe that's a basic thing. Maybe they've always done that. You know, I wouldn't know. I've never done this before. But, you know, it was a little off-putting. And I guess, I don't know if it was meant to make me think about it, but all it, all it made me do was be a little bit more excited and anxious to go in <laughs> and get it so you know in a couple of weeks here I'll be able to go in and do that and you know go down get my fingerprints taken and get a little card in the mail that says I can carry my firearm on me so yep that's another thing I need to get one and it's (laughs) and it's sad too that you have to go through that process because last I checked going back to the whole thing that I'm a constitutionalist there's nowhere in the constitution that says the right of the people to keep and bear arms you know it doesn't say anything in there. It says, shall not be infringed. That means it shouldn't be touched. But then also it doesn't say they have to have a permit, a special permit to keep and bear arms. It doesn't say right. that. And, you know, when people want to gawk about socialism, you know, I want to about, gawk about, you know, the government taking control. That's a perfect example of the government taking control somewhere they shouldn't be sticking their noses in. And for all the people out there that want to say, socialism is bad we don't ever america does not need socialism well guess what socialism is already here it's here by form of social security if you've ever heard of social security you pay money every paycheck to social security that is socialism look up the definition of socialism and tell me what you find out. And tell me Social Security is not socialism. Mm-hmm. You're giving the government money in hopes that one day when you retire at 65, 70, whatever, you're hoping that one day the government will take care of you. And that's a statist ideology. I can't stand statist people and the people that think that the government is there to take care of us. You know, people will always say, the government is there to take care of the people. The government's there to protect the people. Well, guess what? Let me know how Venezuela's turned out over the last you know, few decades. Let me know how Nazi Germany turned out. Fascist Italy. I'd love for you to tell the people that lived in fascist Italy or Nazi Germany that the government was there to look out for their best interest, especially Jewish people in Nazi Germany. That's a statist mindset, and it makes me want to vomit when I hear people say that. That, oh, the government will take care of me. Like, well, guess what? Americans like me, red-blooded, libertarian Americans that believe in freedom, capitalism, and everything that makes our country great, I don't think the government is capable of taking care of me. I really don't. Well, I mean, why would you want them to? I mean, the biggest thing is, you know, a couple months ago when we were talking about this and got into a pretty deep discussion on it like we do sometimes, you know, you made the point that, you know, I never, and I never really thought about that because it's just something that I've always, I've always grown up and we've known about this. I mean, it's been around for a while, but you never really think about it. Like, wow, that is, you know, that is a take on socialism. It's already here, you know, um, amongst other things. I mean, that's not even, that's not even the big picture. 
Um, but you know, that's, that's going on. And, you know, it makes me feel like, do they really think that, you know, hardworking Americans are too ignorant to put money aside for retirement, money in our 401ks to take care of ourselves later on, you know? And then you have that fear too sometimes. I mean, I've heard multiple people say, you know, I don't, is this even going to be around when I reach retirement? Is this going to be a thing or is, is that money going to be used elsewhere? I mean, you know, and that's, that's the thing. That's not their money. That is my money that I worked for. Yeah. And the, the real shame is that there are people that believe in America, there are people that believe that, oh, I'll be fine once I retire. The government will take care of me. I haven't diversified my my portfolio. I haven't invested in real estate, the stock market, or anything. I've just been for the last 40 years just pumping money into the into Social Security, and the government's going to take care of me. And I can go ahead and tell you, with the trends that we're seeing in the financial industry and everything else, those people are in for a rude awakening, especially people that are our age. When we get to 65, 70, those people are in for a rude awakening if they think, I don't need to buy property, I don't need to buy in the stock market, I don't need to do anything to diversify to protect myself for retirement because that's essentially what it is. You're protecting yourself. And there's people that are going to get to 70 years old that are our age now and 40 years that you know, they're going to look back and think, Man, I wish I would have done something different because Social Security might not be there. You know, I mean, who knows with all this spending that's being proposed right now, you know, you're talking about eliminating, Chuck Schumer said just the other day, eliminate up to $50,000 per student in student debt. Do that math real quick. It's billions of dollars right there. And also you got $1.9 trillion stimulus package right now that just like that, and boom, national debt goes up, inflation rates skyrocket, and all this reckless spending. And it's funny to me that for four years we heard people talk about the reckless spending of Donald Trump. In the first couple weeks in office, we've seen 40-something executive orders and reckless spending. So, hi, Pot. I'm Kettle. Nice to meet you. You know, it just kills me with the liberal mindset as a cancer that they think that, oh, if a, if, a, if a Democrat does it, it's okay. Conservative can't do it. No, 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 no. That's off limits. And they really don't come for the Libertarian Party. But, you know, most of the time it's Republican-Democrat, back and forth. And that's what's kind of plaguing our country right now is that, yeah. is that stalemate in the center. Well, there's corruption on both sides. And, you know, you can't be blind to your own party, you know, and that's why it's – you have to see what's going on big picture with everyone and to kind of, you know, circle back on what we were talking about a minute ago, um, you know, with the student loans. I mean, I went, I went to college. I got two degrees, you know, um, it's not cheap, you know, even with hope, you know, even with scholarships. I mean, that's, that's a good chunk of change, but you know, I went into it with the mindset saying, you know, I'm going to take out the minimum amount that I can, um, knowing that one day I'm going to have to repay that, you know, and it's, it's not a fun thing to repay. I definitely don't look forward to, um, you know, making that payment every month, but I don't expect somebody who didn't go to college and who, you know, maybe went to trade school or went right, right into the workforce to pay for my college. Uh, How is that fair? You know, you, you take out a loan for a house, you're expected to pay the mortgage. Same exact thing. Yeah. That's socialism. I want to go back to it in its essence. That's socialism. You're, you're expecting the 
taxpayers and the government to take care of your problems. That, in, in its essence, that is knocking on the door of communism. It really is. I mean, it baffles me, the people that are our age, that cannot wrap their mind around basic finance and the basic principles of, one, loans and paying them back. And that's, that's just always killed me. It's like, people say, well, I wish they would zero it out. You know, and I'm sitting there thinking, okay, well, let's think about that for a second. Because you, say you have 40-something thousand dollars in student debt and Chuck Schumer's bill goes through and it's passed. And $50,000, so your student debt would be completely wiped out because you'd be under that cap. Is it just magically, like, is there some kind of fairy dust or a money tree somewhere that we can just go pluck $100 bills off and pay your student loans? I mean, that is seriously how stupid some of some of these people are. Yeah, and as, as great as that would be for somebody to pay for my student loans for me, you know, I don't expect that handout. And what about the people that have already paid off their student loans? Parents that were, you know, fortunate enough to pay for their, their children's college that say, you know, I've already paid this this whole amount myself. You know, what do I get out of it? Are you can pay my mortgage. Yeah, I mean, you think you know, about mem- members of the military that went to a foreign land and was willing to put their life on the line for this country. That, in my opinion, that's about the only people that should go to college for free. I'm sorry if you don't agree with that, mm-hmm. but if you're willing to take up arms and go join the fight overseas in a fight that is, you know, I'm trying to think of the term I want to use, but if you're willing to go overseas and you're willing to die for our country at a moment's notice, I have friends in the military, my best friends in the Marine Corps. So I understand the dedication and the commitment that that takes. If that person wants free health care, which they, they have TRICARE, they don't, I mean, they don't pay for a lot, if anything, and it's earned. It's deserved. Just like when they go to college on GI Bill, it is more than deserved. And for all of y'all that want to just whine and bitch and moan with your liberal arts degree, and it's like, you know, no, I, I'm not going to pay for that. There are certain social programs, and I know this makes absolutely not zero sense, but it doesn't make a whole lot of sense to other libertarians. But there are some social programs that I will say I don't mind. I don't like social programs. I don't like taxation. But there are some social programs that I will I'll look at and I'll go, eh, that's not that big of a deal. But for me to look at something like that where someone who went to college and got a liberal arts degree or was a dance major, and I'm not picking on dance majors. I'm just saying, you expect the taxpayer, middle-class taxpayer like me and you, to pay for that degree that you're so negligent that you can't make payments per month. It's not my fault that you got a degree in a field that doesn't pay good enough to pay back your student loans. I should not take the blunt of that. I'm in a trades job. I'm an electrician. I didn't really, college wasn't really my thing back you know, less than 10 years ago, it wasn't really my thing. But now, you know, I'll be a journeyman electrician here pretty soon. I work for a very good company. And I've also got two business certificates from Cornell University. So Cornot University. Cornot. Yeah. You know, anybody that watches The Office, it's pronounced 
Cornell. The fact that we haven't made an office reference so far is kind of astounding. Yeah. And you didn't even get my circle back joke. You didn't roll your eyes. You didn't smirk. You didn't I laugh nothing. Jen to Saki. Saki. Saki <laughs> is her name. She's administering massage. We'll circle back to that in a little bit. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so, <laughs> so, uh, so, yeah, I mean, the whole notion that you know, this spending, you can't spend your way into prosperity. That's never been, that's never been a legitimate argument. Like me and you, for instance, we're trying right now, we've, we've entered the housing search. We're trying to find a house. What if we were to just start going out and spending money? Like if I were to go start buying like a couple new guns a week and you were to go buy a Louis Vuitton purse or something like that and we just start spending thousands of thousands of dollars, is that going to breed prosperity? No. No. I mean, saving money breeds prosperity. The more you can keep, the more value you can establish is what breeds prosperity. But it baffles me that people that are supposed to be educated that are in Washington that think that, oh yeah, $2 trillion here, you know, $650 billion there. Let's do, uh, let's send $5 billion to the Middle East for gender studies. Um, <laughs> you know, we just, stupid stuff. I mean, it's like, we're sitting here, the same things that, you know, we were complaining about Donald Trump, and I'll be the first to say, and my wife is sitting right here, so she can call me a liar if she sees so fit. But during the debates and during speeches, when Trump said stuff that was stupid, what did I do? I mean, you called him out on it. I'd call him out on it. it, it following anyone blindly is a mistake, especially in politics. Because that's why we're in the mess that we're in right now. Is so many people don't educate themselves. They don't read. They don't pay attention. And you have Trump supporters that they believed everything he said. Or they, you know. Well, they put him up on a pedestal. Exactly. And they think he can do no wrong. You know, and as Christians, we are not supposed to put our full faith in any man. I mean, we're all imperfect people. We all have sin. And that's the thing, but that's that's what we liked about Trump the most is that he stuck by his word and, you know, he got done a lot of things that he said he was going to get done. I mean, which is a miracle with all he had going against him, you know, and, and he was kind of, you know, he could have been a little bit more articulate and pragmatic sometimes. But, I mean, he was he was in it for the best of America. He yeah, was in it for you, us. And you could clearly see that. And over the last, you know, four and a half, five years, you could clearly see that he had America's best interest at heart. And you can hate him all you want, and you can listen to this podcast, and you can think, Colby and Ashley are Trump sympathizers. I'm not a Trump sympathizer. I'm just saying that there were times where I was like, eh, he probably shouldn't have said that. Like, that's not really the right thing to say at this particular time, or that's not the right thing to do at this particular time. However... There were a lot of things that he did that were of the that was the best interest of America. You know, I mean, we saw I mean, just throwing some things out, we saw record record Hispanic unemployment. Like the lowest it's been in our country's history. We saw record African American unemployment, lowest it's been in our history. I mean, you saw so many things that we should have been celebrating 
but we were too busy back and forth with each other. Republican, Democrat. Oh, you're a Republican. You're evil. You're racist. You're homophobic. You're xenophobic. You're whatever. And then the other side's pointing at the liberals like, well, y'all are crazy. Y'all are, you know, whatever. Instead of just kind of meeting in the middle somewhere and actually finding a solution for something. You've got to. There's an old song. Maroon 5 says, it's not always rainbows and butterflies, it's compromise that moves us along. <laughs> so it's not, everything's not going to be perfect all the time. I, me, and, me and Ashley get in arguments about stuff all the time because my wife is a neat freak. And I don't see the need to clean three or four times a week, but she does. And now that we've been married almost, you know, coming up on almost a year and a half, this year will be two years, I kind of get it now. And I stay out of her way. Like, I'll find something to do. Because when she gets in that cleaning mode, it's like, hmm. But I've learned compromisation is the best way to deal with things in a marriage. And to compromise in government is the best way to deal with things. It's not to say, I'm a liberal and the other side is wrong. Or, I'm a Republican, the other side's wrong. No, it's, you know, I really like the point you made there. Let's build around that, but let's take this out and try to make a deal in the middle that's best for the American people because at the end of the day, that's what you're elected to do is serve the American people. And I said that, you know, I think I said sitting on the couch one night we were watching the news and watching the events that happened on January 6th, and I said those things absolutely disgusted me that people breached our capital regardless you know regardless of who was inside democrat republican we found out this week that aoc wasn't in fact inside we'll get to that in a second (laughs) but um so it was disgusting the events that happened but at the same time it was also a staunch reminder of who they work for. Yeah, they work for us. Yeah. I it's mean, not a violence government. And, and anything like that is never the solution to anything. No. But they forget all the time, who pays your bills? Yeah. You know, where are you getting all this money from? From us. Taxpayer money literally pays your salary. Yeah. Except unless you're Joe Biden and you get all these money from you get all this money from China. But, you know, it's like taxpayer dollars pay your salary. Just like Local officials, taxpayer dollars pay your salary. So you have to be reminded occasionally that you work for us. We don't work for you. It's a government for the people, not people for the government. And I said, you know, multiple times that the events on January 6th disgusted me to high heaven and are 100% on my end, I look at those as vilifying. Like, that is wrong. That should not happen. And on top of that, how did that happen? Uh, That's another thing that kind of strikes me is... How do you get into somewhere that's so secure? I mean, they have... It's Washington freaking D.C. The President of the United States is right down the road at the White House on Pennsylvania Avenue. And then you've got all the members of Congress in that building. How in the heck do you allow people to get in there? And on a day when you know there's going to be that many people Exactly. There, you know? It so. just, I don't know. There's a lot of things that have caused question marks. You can't marks question to pop it 
Because then you're a conspiracy theorist. Yeah, exactly. It's so bad to think differently <laughs> than the educated left. You know, mm. But so going back to the so the biggest no circling back circling back Jen Tasaki shout out is it Saki Saki I say Tasaki I I don't I don't care Jen so- I thought it was Saki I think it's Saki like the Japanese drink Saki Saki yeah. I'm gonna get That's a little Saki right I, Saki. I don't Saki I don't drink Saki I drink bourbon so let me get a little let me get a little she is so condescending. That's good stuff. I vote for Kaylee. Rough Rider Bourbon. They have not endorsed this podcast, but I'm sure they would be fine with me talking about their bourbon. It's really good. He he has been drinking those so much. The the Crown Green Apple. It is pretty good. I don't even really like. I don't even like. Is it whiskey? Yeah. yeah well, it's it's Crown Apple and Sprite for anybody out there. That's like my favorite mixture. Oh, is this something different? This is, this is the. Thing. Rough Rider that I bought. Oh, okay. It's so really there's good, no though. apple in it. No, it's a completely different drink. No, it's that and Sprite. Oh. Well, the but, other one he normally drinks tastes like a Jolly Rancher. It's which it's is good. kind of dangerous. It is dangerous because you can, like the other night, you can have four or five of them, and it's like, hi, hi, why are you doing? <laughs> it's, it's bad. I mean, that's that's kind of um, not very proud of that. Um, but anyway, jumping back in, circling back. We're going we're gonna to keep saying that. I like that. Circling back to Jen Tasaki, to this um, this thing we found out this week. You know, I, I've got a clip right here, and I'm going to play it real quick. This is um, this is Alexandria Casio Cortez. This was uh, I believe the day after the Capitol riots. So let's listen right here. Like, that's relevant. But um, (laughs) I don't care what color the police officers were. I mean, black, brown, white, purple officers. I mean, they're police officers. Where have we we come in America to where everything has to be about, you know, what color they are? Who cares? They're police officers. They're protecting us on a daily basis. I don't care if they're black, brown, white, yellow, blue, green, pink, fuchsia. Oh. That's fancy. That'd be pretty cool. <laughs> Magenta. But I don't. I don't care what color they are, and you shouldn't either. If you're listening to this, it doesn't matter. Those people get up every morning to protect you and have your best interest at heart. But circling back to the AOC thing, I just thought it was funny that AOC goes on Fox News or not Fox News. God knows she would never go on Fox News, but she goes on CNN and she goes on. In MSNBC and all this. And she's like, we barely escaped with our lives. You weren't even there. <laughs> it's like the report. <laughs> she doesn't even come, go here. The, the report that's <laughs> come out, she goes to a different school. <laughs> but the report that's come out this week is that she was not even there. So I'm sorry, but I have never taken her serious and it's not because she's a woman and it's because it's not because wait, wait, wait. she's a minority we can put her to good use right now pouring our drink we'll see i'm gonna pour myself be another useful. drink and this is going to qualify me to run for congress <laughs> let's do it real quick there we go 
All right. Great form. I'm, I'm qualified for the House of Representatives now. That's all it takes, apparently. It doesn't take a fully functioning brain, and it also doesn't take telling the truth because we saw that this week. Report comes out. She wasn't even in the building, and she she brought up this elaborate story. You can go read her Twitter feed. I mean, you can draw your own assessment, but... You read her Twitter feed and she's talking about hiding under a desk and watching the guys coming down the hallway and the Capitol Police officers were being so brave fending these guys off and she was scared for her life. She even said, I hope I don't die today. And we find out she's (laughs) not even in the building. It's like, how dumb do you think we are? But apparently... There's a lot of people that are dumb because a lot of people will listen to this trash and be like, oh my God, AOC was almost killed. She was almost murdered. And Ted Cruz, it's all his fault. It just makes no sense. They eat it up. (laughs) It's pandering is what it is. Well, like we said, it's a lot easier to manipulate feelings, but you can't so easily manipulate facts. So you get all the people emotional Get them on your side, you know, and then they step away from logic and reasoning, and you got them hooked. Yeah. So just play on their emotions. Yeah. I That's, mean, it's, it's as easy as that. Yeah, and you have so many people that are, you know, the last this last week that I feel so sorry for AOC. She's been through a lot. Like, and then it comes out she didn't go through anything. She wasn't there. If anybody, I mean, now. Regardless, we did not see video footage of anyone storming the Capitol with firearms, okay? So, I don't know. You've got Capitol Police officers. You've got bodyguards. You've got Secret Service. You've got all kind of people. So, to me, anyone that was in the building that says they feared, they directly feared for their life, is kind of dramatic. Wouldn't you? I mean, wouldn't you agree? I mean, no, perhaps, they were justified. Perhaps a little. It's their right to believe that way. Oh, yeah, that's right. It's their body. It's their choice. It's also my right to believe that, <laughs> you know, it was a the hoax. Teletubbies were real, you know, <laughs> but doesn't make it. A You've fact. gone too far. They are real. It's like one of my favorite podcasters, one of my favorite um, voices in talk radio, says, "Facts don't care about your feelings." AOC needs to hear that on a daily basis because it's like the facts are you weren't there. So shut up. You see how um, when all that stuff came out this week, the the pictures resurfaced of Candace Owens trolling her when she was at the border, supposedly, AOC, and, you know, the crying pictures in the white outfit. And you've got Candace Owens taking a picture next to a, a, a parking lot doing those faces. I, every time I see that. It's just hilarious. I just love... I I love making fun of people that think they're smart and they're not. And it's too easy. Colby, educate yourself. mm, I forgot. I'm just a dumb electrician. I can possibly be as smart as someone in Washington. Oh, those geniuses named Chuck Schumer and Nancy Pelosi. And might I say, this might be... This might come across as harsh... I will throw a party the day where I don't have to hear Nancy Pelosi's dentures smacking on my TV again. <laughs> Donald Trump. 
Okay. Like, has the woman said anything that made sense in the last 20 years? I mean, I can't think of anything. I do love to start every Sunday morning by saying, good morning. Sunday morning. <laughs> can we just, can we appreciate that quote? Good morning. Sunday morning. She just said, it was almost like a robot and somebody pressed a reset button behind her. They were like, Nancy's spazzing out. Press a button. Good morning. Sunday morning. It's just crazy stuff. I think you have something you wanted to you wanted to play or something. Oh, no. no I don't have anything I wanted to play. Oh, I thought you had a video you wanted to play. Um, so, yeah, I mean, I don't know. I feel like I didn't want to make everything about politics, but... Um, we've gotten, uh, we've gotten a lot, I mean, we've gotten a lot covered so far, but, um, so another thing, one thing that's funny that I heard, um, this is an impression a guy did online. This is actually a spot on impression of Donald Trump and Joe Biden. Like this sounds really good. I'm just not, I'm not this talented, but y'all check this out. This is hilarious. Oh, look, there's a note in the Oval Office desk. To my dearest predecessor, Joseph R. Biden, we could both learn something from this whole fiasco. It's that I won so bigly, you wouldn't believe it. Hi, you stink. <laughs> come on, man. <laughs> you gotta throw a come on, man. I mean, you gotta say, that's like Joe Biden's like classic response. Like if somebody catches him, it's like, come on, man. I love that uh, the way Trump and even you know his son, they talk with that rounded lip. Yeah. It's, it's very distinct. I, I can't even... I've tried the Trump impression, and I can't do it. I mean, I've tried... I'm pretty good at impressions. You can vouch for that. I mean, I, I can do them pretty well, but I cannot do the Trump one. Well, what I, are you good at? What can you do? Smeagol and Gollum from Lord of the Rings. Yeah, I don't like when you do that one. Oh, the Smeagol. He likes the precious. Give him the precious. See, I mean, that's that's like one of my go-tos. But that's nightmare fuel. Yeah, I mean, it's not my fault. Piper, Piper doesn't it. care for it either. Piper hates Piper's, Piper's our, our dog. Piper's our dog, by the way. She's a little Spiegel. And so I say, Spiegel. <laughs> like but um, so now y'all get the y'all get the reference. Y'all get the joke. But she hates my Gollum voice. She will literally run across the living room from me and hide under the table. I'm not proud of it, but it is hilarious. Me too. Yeah. I so, do the same um, thing. But I cannot do the Trump impression. And I, I wish I could. Because it's like... You know, I won so bigly. I just, I can't get that. Yeah. Bigly. Yeah, it could be better. I won bigly. You know, voter fraud everywhere. The breathiness is pretty good. Yeah. I, I mean, I'll, I'll get it eventually if I practice it enough. But, you know, it's just one of those things. It just, um, so jumping into kind of another topic, we'll kind of steer away from you know, politics for a second kind of We break. can always circle back to it. We can circle back to it. Jen Tasaki. Shout out. I'm going to do that every time we, we say that. I'm going to shout Jen Tasaki out. And Ashley's on her fifth mimosa, so we're just getting warmed up. Um, <laughs> but um, Thanks. <laughs> but anyway, so an incident that happened within the last week, and anybody that knows me personally knows I used to play, I, I was a country music singer-songwriter is what I did for a couple few years and um tried to make it big played a lot of local shows played a lot of shows out of town played a little bit in Nashville met some really good people along the way and I know this is a touchy a touchy subject at the moment but this whole 
Morgan Wallen incident. I know you've been following it as well. Um, Morgan's a good, I mean, regardless of what the media and TMZ want to say, I played with the guy three times. Very solid guy. Good individual. Very personable. Um, all around good guy. Um, and I'll say this. I am glad that people have not filmed me when I was severely intoxicated and posted it on social media. These celebrities and these people in Nashville or L.A. or whoever, they are under such a fine microscope. A ring doorbell camera could damage your reputation and almost, I mean, the way it looks right now, his career is... Canceled. Going down. Canceled. Canceled. Like um, Aunt Jemima. Canceled. It's offensive. Actually, I can't believe you'd say that. But anyway... So, Morgan's a good guy. Um, has he made some bad choices over the last few months? You're not going to hear any rebuttal from me on that. He's made Can some I horrible choices. Can I speak on choices. the mullet? Yes. I don't get it. I think he's trying to bring it back. I think he's succeeding in bringing it back. I mean, yeah, there's a lot of people rocking you, the mullet. You are getting pretty close to growing one out right now. I think that's your end game. Nah, I mean, it's not really a mullet. I mean, it's just long hair mm-hmm. that's straight back. It and, might until have a little, you get the top cut. It might have a little curl on the end, but, I mean, mm-hmm. who knows? It might be a mullet. I don't know. But, you know. We'll see. Hmm, sounds like a challenge. <laughs> challenge accepted. But anyway, so Morgan, I feel, is a good guy. I think, did he make a mistake? Absolutely. Did, he apologized for it. Absolutely. But we've... We've reached a dangerous time in America where one little mistake, one little slip-up can just end your career or anything. Cost you your job, whatever. It's like you say one thing that is offensive or that could be spun to be offensive, and it's like, done. We're not buying their stuff. We're not going to their concerts. We're not... Nothing, and it, it, it's not just Morgan Wallen. It's you know the My Pillow guy. He's a Trump supporter. Now everybody's like, "Don't buy My Pillow." Canceled. Cancel My Pillow. You know, it's like y'all were buying hella toilet paper back at the start of the pandemic. What if the CEO of Charmin came out and said, "You know what? I'm a Trump supporter. You gonna not wipe your butt with it?" I mean, what? Uh, how far guy, does this go? What's the guy's name? Is it David Hogg? That's gonna. He's going to come out with his own. I think it's Hogue, but Hogg. Hogue. Oh, I thought it was Hogg. I've always thought it was Hogg. It's even better, David Hogg. Okay, well, we're going to stick with that because that's what I thought it was. But David Hogg is wanting to make a pillow, um, you know, to, I, I don't know, I, I guess. Oh, he's starting his own company. to everybody. And, you know, I saw somebody put something on Twitter, and I'm, I'm going to butcher this and get it wrong, but they said, you know, the My Pillow guy, David Lindell, is that, how you, is that his name? I, yeah, I think so. I'm terrible with names. I can't remember names for anything, but David Lindell. You know, they said he started that he started that company, made his own pillow because of neck pain. And you know, David Hogg's gonna make his own pillow because he's a pain in the neck. <laughs> yeah, I mean, good for him. Is he is he like starting his own business, like with the pillow thing, or? I don't know. Well, that's great. We'll he can probably learn a little thing or two about capitalism and finance because he clearly knows jack crap about either of them. <laughs> so that's good. Is it really not Hogg? 
I it's don't Hogue. know. I, th- I thought it was Hogue. But I don't know. It might be Hog. If That's more appropriate if it is Hog. Because, I mean, Hogs are repulsive. So, yeah. I mean, make more sense. Where <laughs> did he come? That. He's the one. He was with. He was at the, the shooting in Florida, uh, wasn't it? Parkland. 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 That's right. He was one of the students yeah. there. And, by the way, don't nobody spin that. That was a repulsive act on the account of a psycho individual that that happened to. I'm not making fun of the any kind of school shooting or anything like that. Oh, so not at all. Before, before that happens and we get canceled. This is unrefined where you can say what you want. Yeah. But there's zero repercussions, right? Yeah. But I mean, we're, you know, we're, we're not, we're not awful people. We just are very truthful and, yeah. you know, Colby prides himself on that. So anybody who comes on the show after me is going to have to keep that in mind. I mean, yeah. you might get offended. He offends me all the time. <laughs> That's what makes our relationship so fun. Dang, just throw me out there like that. <laughs> that sounds horrible. I, I, I'm notorious for. He's brutally honest. Yes. Let's get that. Let's get that straight too. Yeah, because I don't want people to think I'm a douchebag or something. No. <laughs> I am honest, and I I look at things through a, a single scope. You know, I I look at things a certain way, and you know they're. That's what I said at the start to show, you know, that's the beauty of America is I can see things this way. You can see things that way. And I will still shake your hand as an American. Mm-hmm. And that's that's where the whole country should be at this point. It shouldn't be, you know, oh, a Republican could never have a competent thought or a Democrat could never have a competent thought. And I will say there are differences, so we're clear on this. There are differences between a Republican and a conservative, and there are differences between a Democrat and a liberal, because truth bomb, I love Tulsi Gabbard. She's a Democrat. Is she really, though? I don't know. I mean, by today's definition, and that's the whole reason she's not really in government at the moment is because she just she said it was just too constricting it was like mm-hmm. I, I listened to her on rogan and it was three hours of a show it took me like three days to watch it you know just driving around for work but i will say you know if she ever ran for president it would be very hard for me not to cast a vote for her i mean i probably yeah. would well I mean, she she seems genuine when she talks and she Cut, you know, cut the crap. Just be honest and straight and, you know, to circle back, because, you know, I think we've coined yeah. that at this point, right? We're going to make sure I we keep so. saying that. I'm going to copyright um, it. Is that so a stocky thing or can we? I'm going to copyright that so Jen Tasaki pays us like $10 every time we say it or something. Yeah, that sounds like good Every time idea. she says it, she pays us $10. Yeah. Yeah, because oh, we'd be rich. Wow. Yes, yeah. we would. Be rich. Um, but, Home you know, buying. that's that's one of the things okay. that I love about Colby is that, you know, you're very you're a very honest person and, and it's you know, as I've gotten older, I've started kind of seeing myself drawn to people like that. Like, I, you can hurt my feelings. I just want you to be honest. I don't care. If I make, if I cook something and it does not taste good, you can tell me. You know, if if I do something stupid, no matter how defensive I get, call me out on it. Mm-hmm. Like, and there's not enough people like that. And that's a big problem right now. Yeah. And, and, and pe- people are too cowardly. They're not going to come out and, you know, stand for what they believe in, stand for this country, stand for God. And, you know, that's kind of one of the reasons why we're in this mess. People have no backbone. I always compare it to a Band-Aid. Like, 
when I was growing up and I had to had to get a Band-Aid put on something and I had to take that Band-Aid off, would I rather rip it off just whoosh, real quick or would I rather just try to ease it off? It always hurt more to ease it off, get it out of the way. And that's mm-hmm. the way that I view conversation and the way conversation needs to be in America. In my opinion, the the slow and strenuous peeling away of a Band-Aid is, you know, I'd say synonymous to pandering. That's what it is. Yeah. You're, you don't want to come out and say something directly to people, but you want to try your best to twist and turn and manipulate in hopes that you don't offend somebody. Sometimes people just need to be told straight up how it's going to be. Just rip it off. They need to be unrefined. Yes. Yes. I like that. And that's where the the name of the podcast comes from, you know, is that I pride myself on being unfiltered. Since you're counting my drinks, which one is that for you? This is number three. Okay. And it's pretty good. I think I make a better drink than Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez. And I... If she does, by some act of God, listen to this podcast, I challenge her to a drink-making contest. She's a pro, so I'd have my work cut out for me. Yeah. But, but I think we would have to do like a, for all the marbles, say, I'm going to make a drink. You're going to make a drink. If you win, then you can... Keep your spot in Congress, and if I win, I get your spot in Congress. Play for the spot. There you go, AOC. Tweet me, at Colby P. Allen, if you ever listen to this, which I don't think you will. It's not your cup of tea. She's still hiding in her office. That's right. She's scared for her life. (laughs) I mean, that's the way it is. But kind of circling back to the thing about, you know, we kind of got off on a rabbit there, but... The whole Morgan Wallen incident, I just wanted to clear the air on that. He's a great guy. Unfortunate mistake. Do I feel like that he should be canceled and that his career should be over because of it? I mean, probably not. I mean, people make mistakes. And now if they bring him back and he makes another mistake, it's, it's, it's hard then because country music... I've been in the business. I know how it is. It's all about image. It's all about how you portray yourself. And that's who your why, audience is, too. Sure. I mean, that's a yes. big part of it. And that's the reason why you've got guys in Nashville that can't sing and carry a tune in a bucket, but just because they look good in a denim jacket and some holy blue jeans, they're selling records, and I'm sitting here in a chair in my living room recording a podcast. <laughs> because <laughs> I listen to them sing personally in Nashville, and I thought, this guy sucks. Well, I mean, there was a bunch of guys that I was like, that's the same guy that I heard on the radio yesterday? Like, recording studios do those guys wonders. Like, a lot of them. And I listened to them in Nashville, Bluebird, Belcourt, wherever. You know, and I'm like, this guy sucks. Like, he's horrible. And I'm sitting there thinking, there's no way that this guy has more talent than other people. Yeah, and you know, I went to a lot of your shows, though, but I, I didn't, now that I'm thinking about it, I didn't really go to a lot of the ones that you opened up for somebody. I went to the ones that you were kind of the headliner, you were the one that was playing, um, you were the main act. 
Yeah. Um, but one that I did go go to um, where you opened up for somebody was was the Morgan Wallen show at Blue Water a couple years back. And um, I'm not really a country person, you know. Um, I mean, honestly, as of late, I haven't really listened to much music on the radio just because uh, pop music is just done for. Um, but you know, he actually he was he was really good. Um, Morgan Morgan Wallen, not Colby. I'm just kidding. Colby was good too. Um, but you know, he, he was good and he had talent and you know, that's, that's definitely something that's lacking too. So, but you know, the main point I think Colby's trying to make is just that, you know, this whole cancel culture thing has just gotten so out of hand. You can't make even one little mistake, um, without fearing for, you know, all, all the work, imagine all the work he's put into that to getting to that point for, you know, something, you know, not that we condone what he did, but you know, just, just think about it. You know, if that happened to you, if you're. If your life was up, you know, under a microscope in front of everybody, and that was you, and everything that you worked for is gone in, in a matter of minutes, you know, how yeah. would you feel? I mean, it's... I'd be pretty upset. You know? It's a horrible situation because, one, in today's America, the 21st century, there's absolutely no place for racism. None. Um, and we've we've kind of built on that over the last few years to where we've established that there's no place for racism. There's no one with a brain, whether or not liberals want to call conservatives or libertarians racist or homophobic or xenophobic all you want. There's no place for racism. And the amount of racists, like true racists in America, is a minuscule percentage you know you can't just every time you turn the corner somebody says something somewhat that you could spin to be you can't just cry racism you know it's like uh, i mean we really need to step back and examine it or were was he when morgan wallen said that kind of put you on the spot and i'll answer after you but when morgan wallen said that the other night when you heard it were you thinking what a racist. He meant that to be a racist. No. No. I, no. I didn't hear that either. I mean, now, and maybe it's a matter of opinion, but I mean, that's that's not that's not what I took from it. Yeah, there's no word there's no place in the English language for that word, but you've got to examine the context at which he said it. I don't I can't listen to that in good conscience and go, "What a racist." Like, what a what a douche canoe. No, you know, it's like, I just, I can't, yeah. I mean, and, and people can say all the want, well, you're Colby, you're a middle-aged or not middle-aged. Oh God, let's not, no, let's say late twenties, white male, middle-class. I am like the devil in liberals eyes. Like I'm a horrible person, gun owner. I shoot animals. I'm a terrible person according to the left side of the aisle. But we can all come together and agree that there is no place in today's America for racism. None whatsoever. I have very good friends that are not, you know, I have friends that aren't white. You know, I, mean, I have friends of all, of all colors, creeds, backgrounds, religions, you name it. We're all Americans. We all should push forward as Americans. And differences of opinion should not split us down the middle. I personally think socialism is a dead argument. It's stupid. I'm a capitalist. But we can still talk about it without you saying, well, 
you're just insensitive. You're, you need to educate yourself. Uh, there's no substance that you can add to the argument by saying something like that. And I see it on Facebook every day. And it's always ironic to me, the people that say, educate yourself, are the most uneducated on paper <laughs> people. that Like, it's like, I had a girl tell me that one time, and I'm not going to call her name because that's not the type of business that this podcast is going to be is, you know, calling people out. But, I mean, you could probably do some investigative work and find out who it was. She's no longer a friend on my Facebook because that's just in today's, you know, today that's just kind of what I do. If if you keep saying dumb stuff, I'm just going to eventually like make it to where I don't have to look at it anymore. It's just it tempts me not to jump on your page and be a a jerk, you know. It it does. But I had this girl one time I made an argument on Facebook and she comes on there and says, "Educate yourself." That was her argument. And I, I said something back to her after she initially said that, and then she said back, well, you just need to educate yourself. And I'm like, she went to high school with me, and I'm like, is this the same girl that didn't graduate high school telling me to educate myself? Like, not knocking anybody that didn't graduate high school, but that's not a thing that you really, you haven't earned the right to tell someone to educate yourself if you don't even have a basic education yourself. Yeah, I mean, and on top of that, education and indoctrination different are not synonymous. No. They're not the same thing. They're different. I mean, the thing, what's lacking in America today is not education. More Americans are going to college today than 30, 40 years ago. Our generation, we've seen college acceptance rates, graduation rates that far exceed any of our previous generations. However, there is a difference in being educated and, you know, being able to, you know, memorize something to pass a test. And there's a difference in you having common sense and being able to look at something and say, that's wrong, that doesn't make sense, et cetera, et cetera. Right. Big difference. Huge difference. Huge. Huge. I can't do it either. That's pretty good. Huge difference. You rounded your list a little bit more. I think I did. But Yeah. I mean, that's, I, mean I, I went to school. I'm a speech-language pathologist, right? So... Um, my field's pretty broad. I mean, there's a bunch of different subjects and a bunch of different areas that you could kind of specialize in. So even in my own field, I do not know everything. You know, I have certain things that I'm good at. But, um, you know, with that being said, I, I went to school for six years. I have, you know, I have degrees. I would say in my area, I'm pretty smart. You ask me a business question other than a basic one, nothing. You will get nothing out of me. I would be the worst to own a business, to run a business, it's just not my thing. Yeah. You know? I mean, I run, I don't That's run, your thing. I don't run a business. I run a department of a business. I run a service electrical department and, you know, I'm not going to argue with Ashley about something that only a speech language pathologist would know. Just like, I don't want somebody trying to tell me how to do electrical work. That's not an electrician. You know, that that's, that's kind of, you know, it's like, and I could easily just tell someone, educate yourself, you know. But that argument, like, don't come at me on my Facebook or my Twitter or whatever, whatever social media you use, whether you use TikTok or, you know, Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, Snapchat. Don't come at me with that educate yourself crap. Like, that's that's a horrible argument. Well, like, don't you know the best way to get your point across and get people to listen to your opinion is to be condescending to them. 
Yeah. You didn't know that? Apparently, yeah. That's the. It's all the rage now. It's pretty, you pretty need, popular You thing. need to educate yourself. Oh, well. No, thank you. I'm too old. On to how to have myself. debates and conversations. You're not doing it right. I'm, I'm too old to educate myself now. I'm near 30. But <laughs> I don't think. But, yeah, just that kind of stuff just this just doesn't settle well with me at all. The whole, you know, my thing is if we're going to debate like anyone, I welcome anyone to come on this show. You don't have to be of the same political mind that I am. You don't have to think, you know, the same way I do about things. You'll sit right here across my living room in a chair where my wife's sitting right now. And we'll talk. We'll talk about stuff. Now, don't come on my show expecting to have a heated argument with me and get all bent out of shape if I, you know, if I say something like if I prove you wrong about something or if I say something that you you can't develop an answer for, we're not going to play that. So if you get a, if you get bent out of shape and you get butt hurt really easily, you probably don't even need to send me a direct message and try to come on my show because it's not going to work. Like, but if you will sit here and you will talk to me and we'll debate topics or whatever fine we'll do it but if we can't don't bother but the way you're going to convince me of things and i tell my wife this all the time data statistics facts that's how i approach arguments i don't want to hear about your you saying you know well i feel this way or, well, that's my truth. Your truth is your opinion. It's not truth just because you thought, like, who are you to think that? That, oh, that's it's my truth that whatever you want to say. No, that is your opinion. I hate that. I hate when people say that. I can't stand that. My it's, truth. My, it's my Speak truth. my truth. What is my, my truth? Look, my opinion on a subject, so let's say... There's a show on that we're watching. I think it sucks. You think it's great. To speak my truth, I think it's awful. But to you know? speak my truth, it's great. It's a matter of an opinion. Exactly. You no, know? it's, it's all that's not in a perception. Fact. By the way, what do you think? What do you think of John Wick? Be honest. I mean, there was so much hype around it. I wasn't happy about the dog thing. You know. Yeah. The beagle hit too close to home with us having a with ha- with us having a a spaniel beagle mixed you know that was that was not okay but i will say we watched shooter a couple weeks ago um not the movie not the show the movie yeah um and i was pretty impressed with it i mean it was it was really good i mean we had pretty much every night we'd come home after work cook a meal and we'd sit there for two hours and watch the movie and it was very very good not crazy about the ending not to give anything away but if you haven't seen that show shooter um what's the guy what's the main character Bob Lee Swagger. Yeah. No, Bob Lee Swagger. I know that's him. But Ryan who's Felipe. The, Ryan Felipe. Yeah. Girls, you'd appreciate Ryan Felipe, <laughs> if nothing else. But to circle back to John Wick, uh, um, it was good, but it had some of those like cheesy, you know, it was definitely made for a man to watch it. I feel like had some of those cheesy what's like, that little. What's supposed to mean? I, I don't know, like the panoramic, <laughs> the way they like kind of circle around like a scene sometimes. You know, yeah. it felt a little cheesy, just like you know. I I think some of your superhero movies are good careful um, <laughs> um like the storyline and everything is good but some of like the way that they approached almost like the camera work i feel like um is a little corny but you know with it being keanu reeves i mean that's that's pretty awesome that he does his own stunts 
Definitely think he's a great actor. Seems like a great person in general. So I'm happy to support things that he does. But, you know, it had some of those moments that were kind of cornball. But, yeah. you know, but you know, you know the things that I watch. We are completely different people. It get, I will you know. say the first one of the, so far, the trilogy, the fourth one coming out. It was supposed to come out this year, but with, with COVID, it would be next year. Um, but I will say the second one is probably my favorite by far. You'll really like the second one. It's a little bit more almost from start of the movie to end of the movie. It is like nonstop action almost. It's a, it's really good. Now, three's good, too. Three's like that. Hmm. But one is kind of building the story about who John Wick is, where he came from, and then, you know, the guys, you know, not to give anything too much away to the people listening, but something happens. It brings him out of retirement. So he's an assassin. He comes out of retirement. And then the next couple movies so far are him out of retirement back in the game like just dropping bodies just to clarify too i love action movies like i'm being critical because it's a genre that i really like and we actually one of our first dates was going to see an action movie it was the worst i've ever seen i don't don't know that's a stretch to put the word action on it yeah Yeah. i don't what was it called zero dark 30 is that what it was it was the Plot to kill Osama bin Laden. I was expecting to see Navy SEALs, night vision coming in there, bop, 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 dropping bin Laden in his Me tracks. Too. And it was more centered around the intelligence community. And if I didn't think that the CIA was boring then, I think I really thought they were after the movie. Like it was a snoozer. The most exciting thing about that movie was wondering if you're going to put your arm around me or not. Yes. I mean, yeah. I mean, you, you I, say that you did. I don't know that you did, but you I are, did the old. Um, you're freakishly tall, so you might have. I did the fake yawn thing. The uh, oh, stretch, oh. put my arm around you. I guess I was just so bored with that movie. I didn't even. I didn't, you didn't even notice. It. I didn't think. Um, so now moving in, kind of, to the last little section. We had a few questions that were DM to us, and questions that, you know. I felt we could clear the air on while we're on a talk show. So you can't lie. (laughs) Somebody asked, who was interested first? Me or you? Who was interested first? Why don't you go ahead and start? You love to to tell everybody this story. You speak your truth and I'll speak my truth. There we go. Then we'll let everybody decide what the fact is. That's what we'll do. Well, the only two people that know the truth is me and you. Well, so I got a job working at Gander Mountain. Um, when that still existed. When it still existed, when it was still here in Valdosta. And originally applied to work in firearms. Got hired and was told the day I started work that I was going to be kind of more on rotation. So one day I would be in hunting, and then one day I'd be in apparel, and then the next day I'd be in guns, and the next day. I'd be. So I was just kind of like. You were a, pretty much apparel. I was a floater. Not to, not, not that technically, yes, it, I was a floater. I hated it. But anyway, I can't, I can't completely say that I hated it because, you know, I met my wife at Gander Mountain. But, so the story is that 
I started work there and Ashley worked there, but Ashley was took a few weeks off for the holidays. So I started and then you saw me the day I came in to do my interview. Mm-hmm. And then you went on like a two week, like uh, it was like a week, like a week and a half for Christmas because I live out of town. I'm from Albany, so you know I asked my boss. I said, you know, if I really want to go home. Is there any way I can get Christmas Eve off? And he said, you know, you've been here almost every day the past few weeks. Just take a break. And I was like, okay. <laughs> so I was out of there. Yeah. So I mean, I don't remember seeing her the day I went there for my interview, but she said she saw me, and I was. They had like this pre, you know, pre-employment like thing you had to do on a computer. You had to take a test and you know like all a this survey. Stuff. Yeah, it was like a like personality that. test or some something. Was like it a that. personality test? I can't remember. It was something like that. But, oh, okay. But she said she saw me sitting there taking it. And she's like, "Ooh, he looks hot from behind." And she had to clarify that because she didn't mean that she liked the way my butt looked. He was sitting in a chair. I was sitting in a chair. You do have a nice butt. I, I yeah. I mean, but. I'm not going to deny that. You're wearing a Guy Harvey shirt, and you had a little hat on. Dang. You didn't have a, a hair quite as long as you do now. I think that kind of answers the question, who was interested first. She saw me from behind and said, mm-hmm. It was a bad day. I walked through <laughs> straight through that room, went to my locker, grabbed my lunch. All I remember is storming out. I don't know who made me mad, but somebody was not on the right end of that argument that night. So I stormed out, thought, hmm, he's pretty cute. And then I was off for two weeks, and I come back, and, you know, Boy trouble of my own. I said, I'm I'm done with men. She's done with men. I'm done with men. Um, Jumping to the other side. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Switch just teams. Kidding. No. No, I just was, was kind of done, like, you know, actively going out trying to look for, you know, a possible future husband, you know. And I said, you know what? I'm just going to focus on school 100%. Stop worrying about this. If it happens, it happens. It'll be in God's timing. And, um. Our boss at that point, I feel like I said that really loudly. Our boss, our yeah. boss, our boss. At he that was point. a very cool boss. Yeah, he. Um, you know, I told him a story about you know boy troubles, and he said, you know, that's that's unfortunate because you know when you were gone the past few weeks, I hired somebody, and um, it's really weird. But when I was interviewing him, when I was talking to him, I thought about you. You came to my mind, and I said, oh, that's cool. You know, didn't really think anything of it so I kind of just went about my day well when we opened Gander Mountain you know I was part of the team that helped open everything up get the store started that was for anybody listening if you were part of that that was a really fun time getting to meet everybody and you know things like that and um but anyway long story short we were all pretty close so you know when this new guy comes about and I realized on Facebook everybody's friends with him I saw I thought you know I want to be friends with him too it was not anything like that. Colby loves to spin it to say, <laughs> she added me on Facebook. Cause you Guys, know, you know what I'm talking that's, about. That's the modern day equivalent of like, oh, you know, she put herself out there. You know, she's making mm-hmm. the first move. Yeah. Um, Guys, you, you know, know what I, I'm talking about. I added him on Facebook and, you know, that's what that's what he likes to tell everybody. I made the first move. Mm-hmm. But you want to explain the other half of it? I got a notification. Bing. Ashley Garcia has requested you as a friend on Facebook. I was like, mm-hmm. I was already friends with everybody that worked there on Facebook, so I was kind of like, you know, waiting on her type thing, you know. I still don't know if I believe that story. Well, but anyway, we, it's my, we, we it's met. My, it's my truth. That's your truth. It's we met. Truth. We met at work, you know, shortly thereafter. Um, you normally, always love telling the story about the the Facebook message I send you. Oh that. yeah, no, I'll get to that. But you know, <laughs> we 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 met shortly thereafter. I did. Um, I helped the BATF apartment, so that's like doing the gun. 
the firearm paperwork. Um, why are you laughing? The, the firearm paperwork, um, which, you know, I'm, I don't know that much about guns other than kind of the basics. And, you know, I've learned a little bit more now that I've been married to Colby. But, um, you know, I, I did that that as a job there because before that I worked in Albany and American Outdoor Adventures and had a little bit of a background in it. But um, anyway, so that's kind of what I was doing. And I just remember we kind of met the old-fashioned way, shook hands. And that was refreshing to have somebody shake my hand and yeah. introduce himself and um you that's know what a real man does that's what a real man does <laughs> yeah um you know hey, and nice then, to meet you let's get into the anderson account <laughs> shall we yeah <laughs> <laughs> um y'all really need to watch the office if you haven't seen it yeah but um anyway so other than that you know shortly thereafter i was working late one night and you know i had to stay and do paperwork everybody else pretty much went home and I remember he messaged me on Facebook and said, um, oh gosh, now I'm forgetting because I haven't had to tell the story in a while. I don't really, um, I think, oh, what it was, was it? Where were no, you it was, today? it was the next day. I had to work yeah. one late one night and then the next day I wasn't there and uh, it was normally a night when I'm working, he worked and he said, he texted me, <laughs> it, whatever, messaged me on Facebook and said, where were you at today, home girl? <laughs> and I remember I was with some of my friends and I was like, who is this goon saying home girl <laughs> on messenger but for some reason you know normally i would think that was very off-putting but i got real giddy and i was like oh he messaged me so and that's kind of you know that's how it all began yeah that's kind of how it started that was like it wasn't long after that i think i asked you out and we went to um cheddar's so special that was that was fancy in college that was fancy cheddar's was a fancy dinner in college i will say that (laughs) it was right next to the it was right next to work so it was convenient i had him pick me up at my friend's house because i didn't know if he was a murderer so um (laughs) i still laugh at that because i'm like you i remember you telling me that like it was probably like a year after we started dating and you told me that you said i had you pick me up at stephanie's house because i didn't know if you were like a serial killer or something yeah well also i i lived kind of further out um off of like a highway so it was kind of out of the way too and you know I always felt bad that for anybody that had to drive all the way out there because it felt like such a long ways away but really it's not but you know but then I come to find out that he and his family lived even further out so it was kind of I was on the way to town yep and right that, on my way to work and that's kind of how it started some <laughs> eight little over eight years ago yeah this past January 20th yeah your dad's birthday yep Eight years. So, yeah. That's crazy. Crazy, right? It's been, and now we're house hunting. So, that does not that is not an invitation for any of you realtors out there to send me DMs. Just go ahead and get that out of there. We'll, we'll contact you when it's time. <laughs> I don't need that. And we have a baby. Not human baby. We have a fur baby. You have to Piper. clarify that because I told your family that one day and I got some looks. Yeah, I said our our dog. She is our she's our baby. I hate to even use the word dog. She's our our puppy, our baby. She'll be forever be our puppy. Mm-hmm. Um, she's in there. I'm surprised that she hasn't gotten loud right now. So far, she's yeah, pretty I heard good. Her whimpering a little be bit. Kind of quiet in the other room, but yeah. But she's a she's a sweetheart. If you follow me and Ashley on social media, or you have us a friend on Facebook, or have us as friends on Facebook, you can see her. We post pictures of her all the time. She's our She's our proud and joy. She's sweet. She's been very good. Mm-hmm. Um, She'll have to get a treat after this. She for will sure. have to get double treats. But I'm not going to say, dang, I might have said it too loud because I think she just started whining a little bit. She's good. Sure. Are she there other questions? Um, 
that was I mean that was pretty much it. That was just one we got. Um, so just for guys out there listening, guys and gals out there listening, you know, submit some more questions. Um, I'd be happy to answer them. I know I haven't lined up my next guest yet, but I'm sure that I will in the next couple of days for next week's recording. Um, so if you want to be on the show, send me a DM. Um, I'll be happy to talk with you and see what you'd like to talk about. And we'll gear a show around, you know, some talking points that you want to talk about. Cause ultimately this is a show that, like I said, it's uncut, unfiltered, kind of unrefined, you know, right. <laughs> and, um, so that's kind of where we are. I mean, I'm going to let the guests kind of choose the topics they want to talk about, and then we'll just go with that. Me and Ashley are obviously, I'm very passionate. Me and her are both very passionate about politics, so we talked a lot about that this show. But, I mean, it doesn't have to be that. If, you know, some of my guy friends want to come on, you want to talk about sports, we'll talk about sports. We'll talk about, I mean, we'll just talk about bourbon, cigars, what do you, golf, whatever you want to talk about. I mean, we'll we'll cover it all. It's a unrefined show. I did it again. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, we'll talk about anything. So two things I want to talk about real quick before we close the show out. Um, two things I've gotten really interested in over the last few months. So one is the Till Valhalla Project. And it's astonishing to me that 22 veterans a day commit suicide and I always have wanted to do stuff involving veterans affairs because I feel like our government for a long time has neglected our veterans we will give free housing to illegal immigrants of this country and our veterans remain homeless and I think that is a travesty and it has been for quite some time now and I've always said that if I ever was a millionaire, if I ever had all this all this money that I could donate to charitable, you know, if I could do some charitable contributions, it would be veterans would be like top of the list. And um, it only it doesn't cost much, but they they'll send you a bracelet if you go on their website, the Till Valhalla Project, or you Google them and look them up, and they'll send you a bracelet. And you can either get a bracelet like mine that says twenty two a day which tells you and reminds you the um, number of veterans that commit suicide on a daily basis in America on average. Or they have names of men, veterans, that have um, committed suicide or been KIA. And you can buy those bracelets with their names on it and their memory can live on through you and you can also make a donation. And 100% of your donation goes to help with veterans affairs. So... You know, whether it be guys coming home from overseas that need some um, some attention mentally, um, it pays for stuff like that. It helps in other areas as well, but look them up, Till Valhalla Project. Also, another veteran cause that I've gotten very involved in, I've been buying a lot, and this is a shameless plug because they make really good coffee, Black Rifle Coffee. And Ashley mm. can attest to this too, because I bought a couple bags of um, their was it Gunship? That's a light roast, and uh, we've been used, we've been know. drinking it a lot. And it's Ashley very loves good. It. I and love coffee, and I'm kind of a kind of a coffee snob. Um, my brother got me some from Perk Perk Coffee mm-hmm. out of Savannah. Um, that's really good, and they they sell that locally here at a uh, good downtown, but also but. 
Um, it's it's pretty good, but you know, Colby said, you know, I, I found this cause. I thought it'd be kind of cool to try it out, and you know, we thought, hey, it's a good cause. Um, that coffee is great too. Yeah. So, you know, you're getting you're getting multiple things out of that. You know, you're helping out somebody, and then you're also getting some really good coffee too. Yeah, and I mean, it's what's cool about it is if you buy a bag of coffee, they will send a bag of coffee overseas to deployed troops, and um, anything to do with veterans, I'm all for it. Like I said earlier in the show, my best friend of oh man, 25 years, 25, 25 years. Um, is in the Marine Corps, and Veterans Affairs is a something very near and dear to my heart. I have some friends that are veterans, as well as active duty, and it's always been something very near and dear to my heart, and those men and women deserve the utmost respect and deserve any kind of you know preferential treatment. If anybody gets it, they should get it. Shouldn't be anybody, you know, I don't care if you're a millionaire and you own Amazon. The American military members should be treated better than you. You know, you'd be worth a hundred and something billion dollars like Jeff Bezos, but in my opinion, you haven't given up anything. Well, the reason you were able to the reason you were able to build that business is because of the American military member that was willing to go to a foreign land and willing to put his life on the line at any moment to to um, preserve your freedom and your way of life. So those men and women deserve the utmost respect. You will never hear me say anything derogatory about our men and women in uniform. And like I said, two things simple that you can do to support the military, the Tilva Hala Project and Black Rifle Coffee. And I'll leave you with a quote. I'll do a quote of the day on every show. It's a patriotic quote. It's actually one of my favorite quotes of all time. And it's by Thomas Jefferson. And it's, timid men prefer the calm of despotism to the tempestuous sea of liberty. So I'll leave you with that, and we'll catch you next time here on Unrefined.